0: Welcome back to another episode of the podcast It's Friday, obviously week two coming to an end and it was uh, a week of stoicism and I'm not going to give you more stoicism today, I think you've had enough of it um, and you should apply it is all I'm going to say. Today's podcast is so a very, very interesting study and I can't wait to share it. It is titled, Can You Match Your Macros to Your Genes? Okay? So imagine this scenario, two people have a similar approach to the nutrition basically same macros, say, same deficit. One has a better response than expected and another one has a worse response. In a sense, one person lost more weight than expected, their blood work improves, fewer cravings. The other person has less fat loss, they're always hungry, cravings of big time. Right, so are like, what's going on here? They're on the same macros, the same deficit, the same thing, how is one person reacting so differently to the other, right? So this new study wanted to find out so the background is the well-designed weight loss study comparing higher and lower carb diets have been done over the years. And it's you know always a coin flip. If both diets essentially have the same calories um, in a, uh, as opposed to what their targets are. So the calories are equated, protein is equivalent, the average weight loss is about the same, no matter if it's a high carb or a low carb or a high fat or a low fat. As long as cr- calories and protein are equated in these um, diets or these studies, Weight loss was the same. There was not much difference, right? However, researchers identified at least 10 different genetic variations that could make someone potentially a fat responder, so their bodies do better with a diet that's higher in fat, or a carb responder, someone who reacts better to a higher carb diet. So theoretically, a fat responder should lose more weight with a higher fat, and a carb responder should lose more with higher carbs. Okay, why? Don't know could be a lot of things they're looking at like hormones, appetite, metabolism, blah, 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 blah. If that's true, they say, then fat responders should also lose less weight with higher carbs, while carb responders should have less success with higher fat, right? So if they're working against what they think they are, they should have worse results, okay? So how the study worked was this. After testing to determine the genotype, 122 participants completed the 12-week program, including 85 85 fat responders and 37 carb responders. A good chunk of the initial volunteers, 39%, were excluded because they fell into both or none. So they weren't good enough in terms of variation. Get out. Anyway, half the participants were randomly assigned to eat a high-fat diet. 40% fat, 45% carbs, 15% protein. This is not ketogenic diet and half were assigned to eat higher carbs so 65% of their calories came from carbs 20% fat 15% protein okay so carb responders eating higher carbs and fat responders eating higher fat were labeled genotype concordant so a this is this is matching up fat responders who ate higher carbs were labeled genotype discordant okay so what did the study find what do you think have a think about it do you think that the fat responders with a higher fat lost more weight do you think the, the carb responders eating higher carb lost more weight um, with an aligned macro approach based on their genetics the big finding was this there was no difference in weight loss for those eating a diet aligned with their genotype compared to those meals so they were misaligned participants who ate a genotype concordant diet lost an average of 5.3 kgs compared to average weight loss of 4.8 kgs of the discordant diets The average participant lost just over 5% of their initial body weight in 12 weeks. Among fat responders, those who got higher fat diets lost 5.5 and those who got higher carbs lost 5.3 kgs. Weight loss was similar for carbs group as well, um, not statistically significant differences. Changes in blood pressure, insulin response and appetite were unrelated to whether participants ate a diet matched the genotype or one that didn't. One interesting tidbit though, carb responders when eating a higher fat diet that didn't match the genotype had fewer cravings for carbs, especially starches. So let me read that again, carb responders when eating a higher fat had fewer cravings for carbs, okay. So what does this mean for us? It means that this whole precision nutrition movement of being, you know, do a diet for your blood type, do a diet for your genome, do a diet for this, do a diet for that. Do the Zoetha, all this stuff. That this huge new precision nutrition movement, or they calling it personalized nutrition. They are going to take you down the Well, this would be better for you for fat loss, but it's not. It just flat out isn't. The research is absolutely clear now. This studies come out, studies on higher fat, lower fat, all this stuff. It doesn't matter that much whether you've got if you're more fat lined or carb line, As long as your calories and protein are the same, weight loss is going to be the same, and even if you do start aligning it, there's not any difference anyway, right, so your gene is just one factor, um, if you've read Robert Sapolsky's work, you know this is like, a gene isn't exactly going to determine anything, it's like a gene can, it's like a dial is on and off, because it's more intense or less intense, depending on the environment as well. Um, but obviously tailor stuff to your needs you know more than a researcher knows about what you like to eat if things make you bloat, foods you like, food you don't like all this type of stuff is something you already know so you don't need someone else to tell you to, for precision nutrition if I say to you now, okay, well eat fish and, and broccoli and all this stuff and it's like lighter in the stomach and you go, well Scott, I hate fish I go, oh I sound, don't eat fish, simple as that it's not really needing to be any more complicated where you're like, well, I should eat fish or oh, Scott said, this is like lighter on the stomach and spare for me. If you don't like it though. So what are you doing? So this is good news for us because it means there's not much beyond hitting your protein and calories that you have to worry about. And I've been saying this for ages. Like what the hell are we doing wasting our life trying to track 100 different data points all the time wearing whoops, wearing this and that. it's is interesting, this data, or whatever. But, like, what are we doing overloading ourselves, tracking loads and loads of data for? When, if our concern is weight loss and weight management and being generally healthy, calorie intake, a.k.a. energy intake, am I, is my protein high enough because it's very, very important, Am I strength training a few times a week and doing some cardio or steps, you know, fruit and veggies, obviously, get your fiber in, you know, you can add that in there's not much more you need to add to it. So why are you doing it? Because you think there is a secret magic thing beyond it, and it's not. And these studies are going to keep coming out, and you can either listen to them, or you can go and keep listening to the gurus in TikTok who are telling you about your blood type diet, and this diet, and that diet, blah, 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 blah. Um, And none of them are true. So I'm going to leave you with that for for this weekend. Um, Just basically don't worry about um, having perfect alignment with your genes and nutrition. Just... Focus on the basics we've known for a very long time, and it's shocking that that's what works, but it is. So focus on the things that matter, ignore everything else, and spend that mental energy you would have spent thinking about these other things that don't matter on something more meaningful like reading Stoicism or whatever you want to do. But have a good weekend. Uh, I'll see you back for week three on Monday.